0: They say, there's a car show down here. Why don't you go down, there, let's go down there and see what's going on? And they'll meet Christians. Now, we're not preaching the gospel, but they will meet Christian people, Christian men. I just It just happened last week. We invited a guy down to our picnic, and I saved, and, and I invited him, come on down. And he went down, and he, he told his wife when he got home, said, boy, I had a great time. I thought them Christians would be all stuffy and all drawn up and... she said, I told you you need to come down. So he's gonna be coming back. You know, there are things that that we need to do, brothers and sisters. And today, we're in a world, we're in a world of danger for our kids. If you don't think so, at our ribbon cutting, we had, listen to this, tell, tell me that God's not working. We had Democrats, Republicans, and conservatives all under the same roof, all fighting for the same thing. See, and that comes from us. It comes from you guys' prayers. It comes from you guys sticking with LICCV as we continue to do what God's called us to do. And so because of that, we're going, how many of you here have cell phones? This is your hand, you have a cell phone? Well, almost everybody in the building. So it must know there must be a problem somewhere. You know, I, I remember uh, about three weeks ago I was down at the town hall and three young kids were outside the, the building and, and uh, all three of them had cell phones. So I said, I turned to the one, I go, man, you you look like you really attached to that phone. He said, I am. I said, would you call yourself addicted to it? He said, yes. I said, ooh. I said, what about you? She said, I don't go to to bed without my cell phone. These kids are five years old. What are they doing with the cell phone anyway? People, this time, we we gotta take back what God has given us, the children the kids are not supposed to teach the parents. But that's what's happening, and we need to understand that. I want you to turn to Psalms 33.12. Psalms 33.12. If you don't have a Bible, it's okay. I'll read it for you. And I think it's behind me. Is it behind me? Uh, that's my lovely wife. She loves PowerPoint. I can. You ever see that commercial on TV where the wife, with one of the... The, uh, the text and the others love, the, love the, uh, to uh, talk. That's what happens between her and I. She loves the text. I love to talk. <laughs> Psalm 33, 12. Blessed is the nations whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his own inheritance. The Lord looks from heaven, and he sees all the sons of men. From the place of his dwelling, he looks on all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashions their hearts individually. When he considers all of their works. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to come and share with our partners in the Lord as we continue to move on. Help us, O God, to look at your word, to do your word. Help us as our family grows, Lord, that we'll protect them from this digital, this digital force that continues to come after us. So Father, we thank you, we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Says his, he fashions, he fashions their heart. Whose heart is he fashioning? He's fashioning yours. You call yourself a Christian? That means God should be able to fashion your heart. Not the Kardashian sisters. Not the movie stars. But the Lord should be able to fashion your heart if you are a child of God. He's a personal God. Is he a personal God? Is he your personal God? Do you talk with him every day? At least at least maybe, at least four or five times a week. If you're not, you're missing out. He wants to talk to you. He wants to give you that what he has for you, but he can't give it to you if you don't take it. It's just like someone gives you a gift. It's not a gift until you get it. So if we continue to run away, run away from God, we're not gonna win anything. God has a, has a plan. And he wants us to be able to access that plan. He's a personal God. 1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, peculiar people, that you should show, show forth the praises. Now, he's, he's taken you out of darkness. When you accept him, he takes you out of darkness. Now, when he takes you out of darkness, you become vulnerable to the world at a, at, a, at a certain point. But you gotta remember what he said, you are a peculiar people. That means you have powers that this devil don't have. You got powers that no one has. And if you don't use those powers, they dry up. Ask the Lord to help you. Ask the Lord to show you. I mean, just like with these, with these break-ins that they are having here. You know? We need to pray them out of here. The next time somebody come break a window, the car fall on them or something. You know, pray, pray, Lord, protect our building, protect our cars. He'll do it, Amen. but a lot of people don't, they don't even think God can do those things. What's wrong with us? I was reading in Genesis the other day. It said he made the heavens and earth. Amen. You think he can't stop a thief? Right. Right. Or a mischievous kid? Of course he can. But we don't put him, we don't ask him. Lord, next time someone will come out there, you know what to do. And he does. And once we get that, you want to see what God, how God handles it. But the thing is this. He's taken us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Showing us what to do and how to do it. God is. There's certainly much to be suggested that it is. It is true to a certain extent. But one of the reasons is, is because we allow it to happen. Look at the churches that have been burnt down, broken into, and people even killed. Why is that? Because we sit back and do very little. They just said, they, they, they had a, a march on, on, on Washington about abortion. How many, of us, how many of us are willing to take a day off or two days off and go down to Washington and, and, and battle this thing? Or either that, go to New York State. Go to New York State, Cuomo, go to New York State. Tell them, you can't continue to do the things that you're doing. If three people in here would write a letter tomorrow to your latest, your legislator, they would respond. I was told that when I first got started. They said they get three letters on the same issue, they look at it. So I challenge three of you to get together and send a letter. Send a letter, let them know that you pay, You know how many of you pay taxes here? Man, them taxes will choke you. But they supposed to be listening to us and not listening to themselves. But if we don't say anything, they're not gonna do anything. So it's time for us to say, God help us to be able to do this. You know, there's so many things that's that's happening in our country, you don't know where to turn anymore. Not at all take it serious. They really don't. They just go ahead and keep doing what they wanna do. Well, ask yourself this, listen to this. We will have reached a dilemma in this digital age. It is the content on all our devices, the access, to indecent, obscene, and often harmful materials that our families and children can now view so easily. Your kid can take that cell phone and access any kind of porn. And don't you know most of them access it accidentally? Mm -hmm. But the reason why I stress this factor is that our boys are are under attack. Because once they look at those pictures, it's very hard for them to erase them. It's very hard for the race. So what do we do? We gotta start taking stand, people. Some of you men still struggle with that stuff. So. There's a battle going on. I, listen, let me tell you something. I'm not perfect man. I have to keep praying all the time. I told my wife a few weeks ago, somebody, a pop-up came up. It wasn't a nude, but it was very close to it. But it enough for, for your mind to go searching. But when you have the Lord he will keep you healthy. He'll keep your mind going. And, and when those things come up yes you may look at it but it'll go as long as you're reading God's word. Don't you know that, that stuff cannot challenge God's word? And, and the sooner we realize that the stronger we're going to be. 1 Corinthians 6.12 says all things are lawful for me but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me but I will not be brought under the power of any of them. Now Paul is saying that He's saying that because he knows the power that God has given him and the miracles he's have seen. How many of you have seen miracles? Somebody here has to go to the hospital tomorrow for cancer. You can raise your hand. I think that's what he said. Didn't he? Oh, a little, like little girl. That's right. It was a little girl. But you can pray. They're they, they going to Sloan Kettering. If I got that right. They're going to Sloan Kettering. Great hospital. I had pancreatic cancer. Yeah. How many years ago, honey? Twenty years ago. If God can heal me, he sure can heal her. But it took prayer. It took my wife mm-hmm. standing God over my door, not letting any non believers in. My children praying for me. You guys are praying for me. Because we know how powerful God is. And when I got out of the hospital, I weighed about two hundred pounds. I ain't never weighed 200 pounds. But I know that because of God's power, we, and now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. There's a disregard for personal purity. I was talking about the Kardashian girls. Now how many, I mean, you, you know the Kardashian girls are. Who, who knows, let me see, some people know it. A lot of hands going up here. I'm not saying you're evil, I'm not saying you're bad. I I don't even blame them. They're doing what they know how to do best. And it's enough to grab good people and start start thinking. It's not about that. You know, it's about about praying for them girls that that they get saved. Praying that their mother will get saved and stop exploiting their kids all over the place. There's even a disregard for human life today. Why is that? because we have not taken a stand. And I say we people, I mean me too. There's more things I could be doing. But I'm asking you today, what are you doing? Are we just coming to church, just sitting here hearing a good words, some good, my brother, good good music, you got the word, you got the word, you got the music? Come on, man, you can't beat that. But what happens? We get caught up in doing other things. It's a disregard for the Lord's, whether man's or God's. The thought of a godless nation is chilling. It's like my brother said today. It's like letting sheep go wild without, being, without having a, a, a shepherd. If you don't have a shepherd, sheep will go wild. They don't even know what to even do. They, they don't even know to eat. You hear what I'm saying? And, 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 and that's what God called us. He said we were like sheep. We need a shepherd. He gave us a shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. How are you gonna find out what he can do, how he can do it, and when he wants you to do it? It's through the word of God. You gotta read God's word, you gotta pray God's word. You gotta do it, I mean, I'm not saying, it, it, you can do it, you just gotta make time. My wife and I, we, we in the morning, she sits on the couch, I sit on the chair, and we both read the word of God, and we have our devotions. Do we have it, like, kneel down together, or, or do it? No, I ain't about all that. It, 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 it's, is it, I come together with her so that we're in one spirit. When you're in one spirit, that's when you're powerful. You know, and then once the one spirit gets rolled, then sometimes if the physical comes in and shows you you need to take a step further. So keep praying for all of us as we continue to grow stronger. The nation that is godless at all. One might say our nation is godless. The problem is the nation has too many gods. There's a god of pleasure. Where do you think everybody is this morning that's not here? out there spending that money. And then when they come back, guess what they're gonna be doing, crying the blues. <laughs> See, we need to understand what God is telling us. There's such a disregard for so many things that we, we, we love to, listen, I like to go away when I can afford it. So it's not very, when somebody, God touched somebody's heart and they'll say, we're gonna pay for you a trip to go somewhere. And we say thank you, praise the Lord, and amen. Ain't that nice? And it works, and it works. There's a, a god of impurity. It's in our country today. It, it's it's taken over. It's literally taken over. Where are the kids this morning? Where are, the, where are the children? They're being dragged in by this spirit of impurity, till they don't know which way to go. Ask the Lord to show you. Listen to the, the statistics. Digital dependency. Seventy-two percent of adults say that they're smartphone is their most important device for accessing the internet. 71% say that they never turn off their, their phone. 78% say that they could not live without, without their phone. You mean to tell me if you didn't have your phone, you would die? If that ain't bent out of shape, I don't know what it is. 54% of US teens say they, they spend too much time on their cell phones. We went to Massapequa School, I think it was, and we were we were dealing with kids. We asked the kids, says, uh, "How long do you stay on your telephone on your on your iPhone?" it off. That's people. There's something wrong with that. I mean, I remember we used to have the, the, the phones, the hand the, the, the phones, phones, but man, listen, we ain't walking around with them in our pocket. That's probably what happened. Somebody probably figured, said, Man, maybe we can get this in somebody's pocket, we can get some more money out of them. And that's what they're doing. Not only that, they're taking over. They're taking over. Go down to at and T store. They got a store bigger than this room down there. And it's packed all the time. Why is that? Because we're hooked on these, on these phones. I have to check my stuff out sometimes. I gotta check out my wife sometimes. Because the phone is going. Why is that? Is it necessary? Do you really need that phone that much? Is it, what can be important? But I found out this. I've been watching people. I said, nah, there's gotta be a trick to all this. I've been watching people. Most of them are playing games. Yeah, playing games on their phone. These little dumb games that they got out there. Most of them are just draw, are, are drawing cartoons. They got this cartoon page that they draw people. You know, you can draw your, your husband and your wife how they look 20 years from now. So now, if you're ready to get married, get to that, draw a picture of your, the person you're going to marry and see how they're going to look 25 years from now. They look like an old hag or they look, like, look like an old drawn-up biscuit. Don't, don't marry them. <laughs> Come down here to the church and have the pastor pray for you to get you someone that's, 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 someone that's, that's good looking and someone that's got money, you know. Because that's, that's what you look for, you know. But, but ask us now, what is it that God wants us to do? With so much increase in screen time, and digital porn users has also seen the largest increase in that, in, in that dangerous state. Ask, we need to ask ourselves, are we going to continue to go forward? Extensive scientific research now reveals that the exposure of digital porn threatens the social, emotional and physical health of individuals, families, and communities. Accessing porn can damage the brain. It cuts off your natural thinking process. Digital access to harmful materials affects the heart. After being exposed to porn, men are, not less, men are less satisfied with God's design for sexuality. Access to harmful materials, digital harmful materials, affects the world. The Department of Justice and the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children both recognize that digital porn is an element that adds to... Pornography is addictive. Now, I know some of you may say, well, I don't think so. I can stop. But I don't know if you can. You need the Lord to help you stop. I know because I've been there. When I went in the Teen Challenge, I had a, a, a porn problem. When I came home, I was fine. And then one day, I was walking down the street and I heard this voice say, hey Bobby, go in the stationery store and buy Lay's Penthouse magazine. I go, who are you talking to? What's wrong with you? Get away from me. Then I heard another voice. That's right, Bobby. He's the father of lies. Don't listen to him. So I thought about it for a second. Let me ask you a question before I gave my answer, if I did it or not. How many of you have done something? You know it was wrong before you did it, but you did it anyway. Let me see your hands. Okay, you who didn't raise your hand at the end of service, you come down here, so I can pray for you, <laughs> because if you're human, that nature will get you one way or the other. See, that's, that's why God gave us that if you, if you do something that's messed up, forgive me, 70 times seven. So what do you got to lose? He know our brains are weak. It tells you right here in pornography, it makes it even, even weaker. So we need to ask the Lord to help us. The retired superintendent of the Assemblies of God, George Wood, hit it right on the head in an article on human sexuality in Evangel Magazine he wrote in 2014. And I quote, Christian leaders make three mistakes when it comes to human sexuality. We don't talk about it, we don't value it, we don't model it. We don't talk about it, we don't value it, we don't model it. Why can't you? Well, how come since when sex has become dirty, since man has allowed it. If you look at Genesis, God created it. He created it, and when he created it, it was right. But because of, well, I ain't gonna say this because women start throwing their Bibles at me. But but when Eve gave Adam that that apple, that was the beginning of it. (laughs) See, I tell you, always, it's mark. But I didn't listen. I didn't make this, it's in the word of God. It's in Genesis. Read it for yourself, then talk about it. But God has made this for us. God has given us the, 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 the power to move forward, to, to do his will. And he says, why come we don't talk about it? Why don't we talk about it to our kids? <coughs> Excuse me. Your kids, if you don't talk about it, pastor, they talk about it in school, don't they? Among themselves. Believe me, we used to go to his school. We used to have classes packed, you couldn't get in them, teaching them on how to, how to stand in a sexualized culture. People are starting to understand that this is really starting to become a problem, and it's the time that we do something that we about it. Why don't we value it? How do you think you got here? You think the stork brought you here? <laughs> Dropped you down the chimney? No, I don't think so. You follow God's plan and you had children. And the other thing is that, then it goes, we don't model it. We don't show our kids good stuff. Mommy and daddy hugging, mommy and daddy talking, mommy and daddy praying, mommy and daddy doing things that God's called them to do. How come we don't do that? When I say we, me too, I, have, I still have it. I just recently got a little bit delivered from it from my granddaughter and I'm, and now i watch my son with his with, with our other granddaughter you know what he does you know it has changed him because god when he made this, this this sexual plan just wasn't for having sex it was for us coming together and talking about something to go by but we don't do it so i know what it is to get you, to get hung up on this i know what it is to be caught in a in a in a bit in in see when I passed that store and I heard those voices, I went in the store anyway. I bought the magazine. I made sure no one was in there that I knew, especially your pastor. I bought the magazine. And as I bought the magazine, I threw the money on the counter, spun around, got ready to leave, guess who was standing behind me? One of the ladies from my church. And she's on these ladies that could like talk for like six hours and didn't have to breathe. And she started talking. She goes, oh, brother, Lord, every time I see you, I get so blessed. Every time I watch the kids watch you, praise the Lord. Oh, I am so blessed. Every time I see you, I go, Lord, if this woman knew what was in this brown bag, she dropped dead right on the floor. I go, Lord, get me out of here. Please get me out of here. By this time, sweat's pouring off of me. I'm going, Lord, please. And she goes, but Lord, you don't look too well. I I'm, so, I'm not feeling well by now. She goes, is there anything I can do for you? I go, nope. Are you sure? I go, yep. Maybe you should go home. I said, uh-huh. I shot past that lady like the Giants are gonna shoot past whoever they're playing today. I mean, I mean the Jets are gonna shoot past whoever they're playing today. And I ran five blocks, five blocks found the sewer hole, ripped up the magazine, and never looked at pornography again. I thought about it some years later, and I want you all to listen to me because we all fall into this. Our God, our God is a faithful God. He's a forgiving God. If if he wanted to kill me and get rid of me because I wasn't going to be perfect the rest of my life, that'd been a good opportunity. Why? Because at that time I was 250 pounds, and when you're 250 pounds, you don't run nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could imagine. You want to kill me? 250 pounds? Like I said, you're not running. Oh, oh, let's do a heart attack. Boom, fall on the ground. Bag goes shooting out of my hand. Magazine goes shooting out the bag and they found me there with penthouse magazine. That is not a testimony for God, people. That is not a testimony for God. Ask the Lord what you're gonna do. Because this is the world that we're we're living in. We're living in a world that is so demonic. We have to ask ourselves. And many of you you have never heard this message before. That's why at the end of the service, I want you to go out to the book table, see my wife and my son, and they'll give you some information. We're caught up into this world, and we got to do something about it. There's a god of success. There's a god of money. There's a god of fame. There's a god of power. With so many gods, it's surprising that the one true God is forgotten. And that's one thing that I want to say to you today: is that you know how long is God going to strive with us? How long is He going to let us keep getting away with these things? And you know what to say about about it? When God's judgment falls, it falls on the just and the unjust. I don't know about you. I don't want to fall under God's wrath. But the, at the speed we're going, he may not even get time to do that. He may have to take us out of here. Because we have, we have allowed the world to do what it wants to do. The nation that has a God who's the Lord. The text was written there many, 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 many years ago and back then they had many gods and Jehovah declares again and again that he's a jealous God and he would not he would not, not permit other gods to come in before him you better get rid of it. It could be anything. I'm talking anything. It could be cooking, it could be your clothes, your children it could be anything. You gotta ask to put God first and then all those other things come in and he'll show you how to, how to bring them in What is, the, what is necessary for a nation to be able to say that their God is the Lord? They must honor his laws. They must respect his name. They must honor his day. They must respect his house. Above all, they must respect him. Amen. I really appreciate you, Pastor. I really do. Let me tell you why. And, and, this, and this church. Let me read a story to you first. It's called the Black Road Regiment. The regiment had, <clears throat> had its history of beginning during the Revolutionary War when pastors from across the colonies led their congregations into battle for freedom. Unlike today, the churches during this, uh, during this time has not served as a center point for political debate and discussions on relevant news of the day. The pastors will stand up here before the pulpit and preach about what's taking place. What's taking place today? Shootings. What's taking place today? Suicide. What's taking place today? Drugs. What are we doing about it? Are we taking a stand or are we going to sit back and lie? We need to take a stand. Young kids are dying every day, especially from the, the opiates. They don't understand what they're doing. They don't understand what they're taking. The kids are lost. Who can direct them? We can. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. It doesn't matter. If you are breathing and you say you love the Lord, God still wants to use you. Caleb was 80 years old when he went out. He said, I'm ready to go out again, Lord. Let's do it. Have you made that call? Have you said, Lord, use me? Have you reached out to your neighbor next door who you hear crying every night because the husband's drunk and beating her up? Have you talked to the kid down the street who keeps stealing out of your your yard? Have you gone down to the school and made complaints about certain stuff that they're teaching that's that's not godly? These are things that we need to do, people. You want to take a stand? Take a stand, but do it right. Romans twelve two says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove that it is How do I do that? Well, first of all, you gotta get this temple and this mind all in one accord. That's a battle, but you can do it. Listen to this. Start with doing a daily devotion. Yeah. Now, if you don't have those, you can get those little daily pastor, he'll order, they'll be glad you got them, right? When I leave here, there shouldn't be one on that, on that table. You got to understand, God wants to feed your mind. He wants to feed your heart. God wants to bring you into a place where you'll be dominant. But you can't if you don't feed yourself. If you don't feed yourself. And you'd be surprised. You got to keep reading over and over again. I was asked a question the other day that I didn't know the answer to. It. I knew the answer to it, but I had forgotten. And then I realized, you know, I need to go back to go forward. I need to go back to go forward. That's the God we serve. He said, listen, don't worry about that. He said, just just, just continue reading. And I did, and I do. Spend seven minutes a day with God. Is that, that's, that's such a long time to spend with God. Seven minutes a day. Read the daily bread and pray. And before you know seven minutes will be up. But you'll be fed. You'll walk out of the house, you don't feel hungry. Amen. Attend church regularly. Find a place to serve in your church. Find a place to serve in your church. God's asking you to come. He's asking you to do it. And if you do it, you'll be blessed. If you stand upon his word and do his will, you'll be blessed. Proverbs 29.2. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan. Aren't you tired of groaning? I know I am. I know I am tired of having to take, listen to the government tell us what we can do, what we can't do. Listen, I'm, I'm a believer of authority. It says all authority comes from God. So I have to obey our governor and our president unless they cause me to sin. If they cause me to sin, then I can have the right to reject it. And right now, with this abortion thing that's going on, We need to take a stand. We need to do what God's called us to do. I know they're gonna be having another march pretty soon going up to New York State. And everyone, I tell you, everybody should just go. I don't care how you gotta get there. To stand, to stand for what God has called. Today, you got to stand what God's called us to do. And abortion, especially what they wanna do now, they wanna kill the baby Before it comes, even after it's out of the womb, and it's breathing, and the only one, the only one that could do that, the only one that can allow that is us. If you can't go, write a letter. Could you imagine if everybody, every Christian on on, on Long Island, just Long Island, would write a letter to the governor? He wouldn't be able to get in his office. (laughs) So there's things that we got to do, people. And we need to ask the Lord to help us to do it. Finally, brothers, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there's any true virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, this do in the God of peace We'll, st- we'll be with you. Stand at me today, please. Stand me today. I'm going to ask the music ministry to come up. Thank you, Lord. Brothers and sisters, we gotta be salt and light. And that salt and light light's no good. Thank you, Lord. I don't know what part of this message touch you. But if you want to get an answer, You're going to have to take the first step. You need to come down to this altar. If you don't know the Lord, we'll pray, and you'll get to know him. Then you'll walk in his shoes. You'll follow him. You'll do his will. God is the best person that I've ever met. Jesus says, I love you. Enough to die for you. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to take a stand? Ask God. We have a lot of kids out there that lost. I have a young, my youngest son. He's out there. All I can do is continue to pray for him. I know God's going to hear our prayers. He's going to answer them. we're going to ask the Lord to continue. So if you'd like some prayer this morning to help you, come out of those seats. Come down front. Let's pray. Let's open up our mouths and ask God. If you don't open your mouth, he's not going to hear you. I mean, he can hear you. He can do anything he wants to do. But he's looking for us to do something. So if that's you, while the music ministry play, come on down front so we can pray for you. Thank you, Lord. 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 Today, if you want to hear from God, come on down. Ask the Lord to touch you. That's the Lord to show you. Let the Lord know. Tell him. Say, I've got sickness in my body. I need healing. I got a kid out there that needs healing. So that's you today. You come on down. You just come on down. There you go, my sister. See there? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord.